Biden admin would rather align with Marxists than pro-Western leaders in Latin America. Commentary Juan Gonzalez, who led the Biden administration's curious policy of embracing anti-U.S. Marxist leaders in Latin America while making enemies of their pro-Western counterparts, has resigned his post as the National Security Council's top hemispheric advisor. Gonzalez will depart President Joe Biden's National Security Council in March to spend more time with his children, an anonymous official told Bloomberg on Tuesday, February 13. The resignation came a day after Argentina's new president, Javier Milei, sent to the United States a seized Venezuelan cargo plane that has ties to Iran. The action underscored the folly of stiff-arming genuinely pro-American leaders while supporting those who may be leftist ideological allies of this White House but are archenemies of America's national interests. As the National Security Council's senior director for the Western Hemisphere, Gonzalez personified that approach. Gonzalez is the architect of the administration's failed Venezuela policy, as well as most of the politicized aspects of our current regional engagement, Andres Martinez Fernandez, the Heritage Foundation's top Latin American expert, emailed me Tuesday night, February 13. Friends of the U.S. in the region will be glad to see him go. Gonzalez has wooed Venezuela's Marxist strongman, Nicolas Maduro. Colombian President Gustavo Petro, a former member of the M-19 armed terrorist guerrilla movement. And Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, another Marxist leader with an anti-American animus. On a trip just this month to South America, Gonzalez again tried to sell the baffling idea that Colombia's Petro would not only be the ideal intermediary between Maduro and the opposition he regularly crushes, but also between Maduro and Washington. Colombia can serve as an important bridge, not just at building dialogue between the opposition and Chavismo, but also frankly between us and Venezuela, Gonzalez was quoted by Bloomberg as saying February 5 from Bogota. The idea isn't just baffling but dangerous. Petro would not be a good-faith arbitrator, given that he is much closer ideologically to Maduro, a fellow Marxist. That would put Venezuela's vulnerable opposition in an even more hazardous position than González had already put them in. It was González, after all, who led the disastrous policy of ending the Trump administration's sanctions on Maduro in exchange for empty promises by the Venezuelan dictator of free and fair elections this year. Senator Chuck Grassley excoriated González in a November 3 letter for easing the sanctions on Venezuela. Grassley noted what happened a mere week after the Biden administration lifted the sanctions, Venezuela's high court suspended the opposition's entire primary elections process, ratified Maduro's ban on three candidates running for office, and ordered the organizers to turn over documents identifying registered voters. Now Nicolas Maduro, a man known for arbitrarily detaining and torturing his dissenters has a list identifying his opponents by name. Gonzalez also worked on the U.S. release of Alex Saab, an emissary between Iran and Venezuela, who was behind bars in Miami for two years, but now lives free in Caracas. On the other hand, the White House allowed associates of Gonzalez to work to prevent the election of Argentina's Miley, a Trumpy libertarian who took office in December. 
Miley I stands for conservative principles that the people around Mr. Biden despise. Miley I sent the Venezuelan Iranian cargo plane to the United States after a two year stay in Argentina. The aircraft had been sold to Venezuela's state airline and tracer by Iran's Mahan Air, which the U.S. Justice Department calls a sanctioned Iranian airline affiliated with the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corp Quds Force, a designated foreign terrorist organization. The United States' forfeiture of the Boeing 747 cargo plane culminates over 18 months of planning, coordination, and execution by the United States government and our Argentine counterparts, the Justice Department's written statement quotes Assistant Secretary of Export Enforcement Matthew Axelrod as saying. Miley I solved this problem because, as he has stated from the start, he wants an international geopolitical agenda aligned with the West and defense of the values of freedom. That is why Iran, China, and Russia opposed Miley I. But being pro-West is problematic for the Biden team, so it also opposed Argentina's new president. President Biden had to have signed off on lending to Miley I's opponent in last year's Argentine election, Peronist Sergio Massa, the services of two former Obama campaign aides, Robert Gibbs and Dan Restrepo, as well as Democratic pollster Jessica Reese. Restrepo is a personal friend of Gonzalez. Gonzalez, meanwhile, had built what the La Politica online newspaper called a relationship of trust with Massa. Why would the Biden administration have wanted someone, Massa, who is dedicated to opposing U.S. unilateral action, rather than someone who supports U.S. global predominance, like Miley I, asked an analyst writing for AMAC Online. The answer, wrote the analyst, is that the members of Biden's foreign policy teams themselves oppose U.S. unilateral action. Gonzalez led this abject policy. Whether he is leaving Biden's National Security Council to spend more time with his children or because the bankruptcy of this policy is all too obvious is immaterial. Good riddance. Originally published by the Washington Examiner. Reprinted by permission from the Daily Signal, a publication of the Heritage Foundation.